Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you, Lord, for a wonderful time we've had. Oh, Lord, worshiping you, praising you. Thank you for accepting our worship in Jesus' name. Father, as we go into this session, we expect that you speak to us. Speak to us clearly, O Lord, the way we understand, and give us grace, O Lord, to obey your word in the name of Jesus. We come again, every spirit of distraction, as O Lord, have the preeminence. Your name, Lord, be glorified in Jesus' name. Praise God. Today, I want to talk about a familiar topic, very familiar. But the Bible enjoins that we should encourage one another, we should remind one another about this same topic. We are going to take our test from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, from verse 15. 1 Thessalonians 4, from verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, and with a trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse 18 says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. Yes, I'm here to speak about the second coming of Christ. The second coming of Christ. In the first place, we know very well that Jesus Christ came the first time as the Savior of the world. He came to offer himself as a sacrifice on behalf of sinful mankind. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He came as a suffering servant. He didn't come to rule as king. And that's why the Israelites, the Jews, they didn't believe him. Because they were expecting a king, a savior. A savior who come and set them free from Roman control. But it happened that Jesus Christ never came into the, into the politics of the day. Rather, he came with a message of salvation. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's why they missed it. Israel is blinded. For a reason, so that the Gentiles can come in, and more particularly the bride of Christ will come in. That's the reason why blindness in part has happened to Israel. Once the times of the Gentiles passed, then the Lord will go back to the Jews. Amen. We are nearing all those events now. So the very first time we heard about Jesus coming in the Bible, Find out in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, wherein there was a prophetic statement about the seed of the woman. Jesus Christ, the seed of the woman. You know, he was born of a virgin. And his birth was unique, his ministry was unique, and he died sacrificially for us on the cross of Calvary. 
About 700 years before Christ actually came, Isaiah had prophesied in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 that a virgin shall bring forth a son. His name shall be called Emmanuel. Amen. There are many other prophecies tell us that Jesus Christ will come and actually it is now history. He came and he preached the word of God, he was persecuted, he was killed, he died, he was buried. After three days, he rose again for our justification. That is why we can boldly say the Lord is alive today because he rose again. Amen. So that's Jesus' first coming. He came as a humble servant and he died on the cross. But do you know that Jesus Christ is coming again? This time around, not as a savior, but a judge. But even then, before he comes as a judge, he will first come to take his bride home. That's the wife. The Bible calls the wife the bride. When somebody is getting married, the man is called the bridegroom and the, the lady is called the bride. That's how the law has been preparing the church of God that will be the bride. And once the time comes, you know, the rapture will take place, the translation will take place. Amen. Jesus' second coming is in two folds. His coming, the one we're expecting right now, is the translation of the sense or the rapture, wherein we come and catch us up to heaven to meet him in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen? Now, this same bride that will be caught up will come again with him at the end of the great tribulation. To do what? To judge the Antichrist system. So we shall be talking about that. The word rapture, you may not find it in the Bible, but it means exactly the same thing as translation. Translation we can find in the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. Can somebody read it? See Hebrews 11, verse 5. It's very much there. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not say by faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. The word rapture that is commonly used and perhaps much more than the word translation means the same thing and it comes from a Latin word rapio, which means to be snatched up, to, be, to, be, to seize, to snatch away. It also comes from the Greek word hapezo, and that means to pull away forcefully, to catch up. So that's where you have translation and rapture. Have people been raptured before? Have they been translated before? Yes, not only Enoch. Enoch was translated, I should not see death. He went up to heaven without dying physically. Amen. 
And the passage we read, there's going to be something wonderful, something unique, something extraordinary very soon. Because without dying, some people will be glorified to and go up to meet the Lord in the air without dying physically. So death is not the only exit from this present world. And as to you that some people will live by supernatural, you know, transportation upstairs, up there to meet the Lord. Just like Enoch did. Just like Elijah also was translated. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11, we read that how Elijah was translated. He went up the chariot of fire. And by God's grace, we too go up in the chariot of fire. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Before we continue, I want us to sing this song. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound. If we soon sound, will you be there? When the role is given, when the role is called for the sense of God to be caught up to meet the Lord, will you be there? So we're going to sing one or two stanzas of it. You can follow me. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal bright and firm, when the save of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up yonder, I be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder, I be there. On the bright and cloudless morning, when the dead in Christ shall rise, and the glory of his resurrection shall, when the chosen one shall gather to their home beyond the sky, and the roll is called up yonder, I be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder, I be there. Amen. Praise the Lord. The trumpet will soon sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those who died in Christ, in faith, they are going to come up again. Amen. This is the confidence we have that our loved ones that have gone before us, we are going to see them again. Because there's going to be a resurrection, but it's not for everybody, but for those who died in Christ. And when that happens, simultaneously, there will be the rapture or translation, and people will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. 
So in the rapture translation, people are caught up, up to meet the Lord in the air. But when he comes again to join the Antichrist system, no, he will come with the saints that have been raptured before with angels. Amen. Yes. So we've seen that Enoch, Elijah, they were translated. What about Jesus himself? Yes, he was translated too. Jesus was translated. Let's read that in Acts chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. Jesus Christ was addressing the angel before he went up to heaven. This is what happened. And when he had spoken these things, verse 9, why they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. That's how it's going to happen again. And why they looked steadfastly towards heaven. As he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apron, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as we have seen him go up into heaven. So Jesus Christ himself was caught up. He was translated. He was raptured. Amen. And that's what's going to happen soon. This time around, not just one person, possibly millions of Christians will be caught up at the same time. Amen. We also read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The matter of two or three witnesses, a matter shall be established. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Talking about this great event that will soon happen. Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. It's a mystery. We're going to see why it's going to be a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Amen. Amen. We shall not all die. Some of us Christians, we confess we're going to die, we're going to die. I believe more in being raptured than dying. Amen? I don't know about you. Yes. We are not all going to sleep. That sleep means death, physical death. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. But we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, in the last trump, for the trump shall, trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. Amen. Amen. For this corruptible must put on corruption. And this moral must put on immorality. And so, when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this moral shall put on immortality, then shall be brought apart the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? If you believe in the translation, you will confess it on daily basis. Don't expect death, but expect the transformation. Expect the catching up. That should be our expectation at this time. You find that so many signs have been taking place. Diverse signs and wonders tell you that the coming of the Lord is very near. So in what we're talking about, we're talking about the second coming of Christ and before the second coming of Christ, there is the translation. Because when Christ comes in the rapture, every eye will not see him. It's not a public affair. But those who are ready, they will be the ones to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. 
Though there be a lot of commotion in the earth, because if, for example, somebody who is translated is a pilot and is caught up, you can imagine what will happen. There will be crashes and all kinds of accidents. And people will explain it away. But Christians who are left behind, shall talk about that soon, those who are left behind, they will know exactly what has happened and what to expect. I want you to be ready for the first flight, the rapture. Amen. Yeah, because one will assume that, oh, all Christians, when the Lord comes, will just take all of us home. But the Bible tells us the parable in Matthew chapter 25 that there were ten virgins. The parable of the ten virgins. Five were wise, while the other five were foolish. They are all virgins. They're like all Christians. All Christians are virgins unto God because their sins are forgiven, then they are pure inside of God. But not all we go in the translation. This is where we need to take it. Why must not all go? Because in that parable we are told that after they waited for a long, long time, because in those days marriages were done in the night, and as they were expecting the bridegroom, it's a parable and teaches us about what will happen in the end time. You know, all the all those ladies, the virgins, they had gotten ready, they had oil, they had lamp. But when it became very dark, and some people were now tired, and it was getting to midnight, you know, they slumbered and slept. Not only that, some had no more oil in their lungs, and so their lungs could not be trimmed, even when there was a sound going forth. Go ye out to meet him. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to beat him. It was not time. They have been, they have been waiting all the while for the bridegroom. But this is the real time they should not go and meet the bridegroom. Some had oil. Some had no more oil because their oil ran out. And that oil symbolically represents the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Don't let your oil run out in Jesus' name. So that you be full of the oil of the Holy Spirit and be ready when Jesus comes. Some people's oil will run out. But that's not your portion. That's not my portion in the name of Jesus. So we need to be ready all the time. So it's going to be a mysterious thing because some people who, they have not died, but we see them, they be just transformed and then they go up to heaven to meet the Lord. People will wonder, what is it that has happened? Those Christians who be left behind they are described in Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12, from verse 1, we are told about a woman. And that woman in symbology represents the true church of God. Amen? Out of which coming out the man-child. That man-child represents those that will be raptured, the bride of Christ. But after the bride is cut up, in verse 5. That's Revelation 12, verse 5. Let's check it out. Revelation 12, verse 5. Can somebody read if you see it, please? And she brought forth the man child who was to rule all nations, 
Amen. Praise the Lord. So that child that is caught up represents the bride and the woman that is described in verse 1. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. That represents the true church of God. Can the woman represent church? Yes, in Bible symbology, yes. And there is another woman described in Revelation chapter 17, verse 5. That's the whore, that's the Antichrist bride. Now, where Jesus Christ has his own bride, the Antichrist has his own bride as well. Revelation chapter 17, verse 5, we are told of another woman there. But that woman is an evil woman. Verse 5 of Revelation 17 says, And upon her head, that the woman was reading a name, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of Halos and abominations of the earth. That's not our portion in Jesus' name. But all those who are false, all those who belong to the counterfeit, because there is the true bride and there is the false bride. There is the true vine and the false vine. Also, take your mind back to the parable Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 13. A man went out to sow good seed, and the seed germinated. It was wheat, and they were growing up. But the servant one day noticed that there were some weeds among the wheat. They looked very much like the wheat, the real one, but they were not wheat. They were just there, mixed up with the true wheat. He requested that, oh, master, when you planted this, you planted pure seed. But go and see, miss multitude now. We have both wheat and tares. Shall I go and root out the weeds, the tares? Master said, no, don't do that. If you attempt to do that, you might weed up the good one, the real wheat. Just wait, be patient until the end of the age. At the end of the age, in verse 30, that's uh, Matthew 13, verse 30, the angel shall do a separation, shall weed out the wheat, the real wheat, and then the wheat will remain. So, so twofold. Bad woman, good woman, representing the church of God. And the child was caught up to the throne. That symbolizes the rapture also. Something happened after that. That's in Revelation 12, verse 6. Let's read verse 6. After the child was caught up, the devil was now mad. Was now mad, and this is what happened. And the woman, the church, the remnant, because the son, the man child, had now been raptured. What about the other children? And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she had a place prepared of God, and that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. That's three and a half years. And there was war in heaven. We go down a little bit. Verse 13. See what happened to the left behind. And when the dragon saw that he was cast onto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. This is the dragon, the devil. There will be a great persecution 
after the rapture. There is persecution right now in various nations of the world. There is intense persecution. But it's never to be compared with what will happen during the Great Tribulation. The suffering at that time will be terrible. If people are being persecuted now, it's just a tip on the iceberg. Because just like during the Dark Ages, when the saints of God were persecuted, and they thought by that that everything about the Bible, everything about Jesus Christ will be forgotten, find that people were born at this day, people were fed to lions, beasts, and different kind of horrible persecution took place. For example, Apostle Paul, we know that he died also through persecution. In fact, all the apostles except Apostle John, they all died through persecution. It was only Apostle John that died a natural death. They had even tried to kill him, putting him in a pot of boiling oil, but he did not die. Therefore, they now sent him to that Patmos island where they thought beasts would, like snakes, would bite him and he would die. But God has something better. Amen. Amen. Yes. So there's persecution and there'll be greater persecution at that time. The real Antichrist will surface at that time. There have been Antichrist spirit operating through the church ages. But at that time, after the rapture, the Antichrist will reveal his real self. The Antichrist may be around now and then. He's, he's using peace, peace to disturb the whole world, to cover his face so that people will not know his mission. But a time will come, he will no longer hide. He will no longer camouflage. He will reveal himself as the Antichrist. And then he will persecute the children of God greatly. Anybody who will not take the mark, 66 at that time, will be killed. So many will be running for their dear lives. For how long can they hide? For how long can they run to escape the Antichrist? But you can imagine that. It's going to be a very rough time. We don't want to be here. Bible says in Luke chapter 21, Verse 36. He said, Watch. Be watchful and then pray always so that you'll be accounted worthy to escape all those things, all those things that shall come to pass during the great tribulation. Please don't confuse the great tribulation with the tribulations of the present. Because in John chapter 16, verse 33, we are told that in this world you shall have tribulations. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. We all have tribulations. Many people pass through different tribulations apart from just being killed. Some are in prison on account of the gospel. Some are denied privileges because of their faith in Christ Jesus. So tribulations and the great tribulation, they are very different. The great tribulation is a set time that will last for about three and a half years and it's time of Jacob's trouble. So it's not a time any of us want to be here at that time. Before then, the rapture will have taken place. Amen. It is possible to escape. That's why Jesus said we should watch and pray so that we'll be accounted worthy to escape all those tribulations, all those evils that will happen. During the great tribulation, there'll be two witnesses. These two witnesses, their job mainly will be to warn the Jews and all Christians who are left behind so that they will not take the mark of the beasts. In that passage, we're reading Revelation 12, 16 to 17. 
Let's see. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Verse 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, with the church, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. That is those who were left behind of the church. Which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So it's not every Christian because you are born again and possibly Holy Ghost feet today that we go in the rapture. But you have to have a desire and you have to live in accordance with God's will so that you'll be accounted worthy to escape those things that will happen during the Great Tribulation. It is possible to go in the first flight. And that's my prayer for myself and for you that we escape the Great Tribulation in Jesus' name. Yes. God made it possible that you should escape, and I want to escape that great tribulation. We made a reference to the second coming of Christ initially, that when Jesus Christ shall come with his saints, it's going to be for judgment, because the first have to be raptured, and then he will not gather them and come and make war with the saints and will defeat the Antichrist system. We read that in Matthew chapter 24, 30 to 31. Matthew. If you've seen it, please read. Matthew 24, 30 to 31. Okay, I'm going to read it. Matthew 24, 30 to 31. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Verse 31. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together all his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Because there are some Christians who believe that, you know, all Christians will pass through the great tribulation. Some believe like that. You have the post-tribulation, you have the mid-tribulation, then you have the pre-tribulation. I believe, and we believe, the pre-tribulation, rapture. Rapture takes place before the great tribulation sets in. And once that happens, the tribulation comes at the end of it all. God will want to judge the Antichrist that have gone against God and his people throughout all the ages. Will you be there in that great army that we accompany the Lord Jesus Christ? By the grace of God, I will be there. Amen. Yes, it's depicted in the Revelations 19. Revelation 19 tells us about Jesus' second coming. Or the second advent. It's called the second advent also. See what will happen. Verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat up upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as flames of fire. And on his head were many crowns, and he had the name reading, 
that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven, amen, followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, see, judgment, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treaded the winepress of the fierceness and rod of Almighty God. That's what will happen during the second advent. Verse 16 says, And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So is Jesus Christ himself coming this time around, but surrounded by the armies of heaven, the angels, and translated saints. How do I know? Jude, verse 14. Jude. Let's go to the book of Jude, verse 14. And Enoch also, the servant from Adam, prophesied of this saying, of this saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. To do what? To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. This is the second advent. Before then, way before then, the rapture had taken place. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Also talks about this second advent, wherein every eye shall see Jesus. In the rapture, not every eye sees Jesus. But in the second advent, when the rapture sends, we come with him, we see it here. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also will pierce him, the Jews. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. So can we see something there? There are many more scriptures, but it's not necessary to tell you that the rapture is different from the second coming of Christ. The rapture or translation comes when Jesus Christ takes the bride that is ready home to heaven. They will ever be with the Lord. And when he comes the second time, the second advent, in the great, during the great tribulation, he will come with those saints that have been raptured. And we saw that one graphically illustrated in Matthew 24, 30, 31. Praise the Lord. My desire for you is that you be rapturable when the trumpet sound. Amen. We can't afford to be here during the great tribulation. There are some saints who are preparing themselves for the great tribulation. They are seeking anointing. They are anointing to withstand the Antichrist. The anointing we seek now is not to withstand the Antichrist. It's to fight the battle of translation and we shall win in Jesus' name. There's a battle to fight and we are going to overcome in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, not that after a translation are taking place, there you are, not going to stand here. You can't stand here in the Christ. The Antichrist is licensed at that time, it's empowered to kill people who will not take the mark, who will not agree with their system. 
You can't afford to be here at that time. Brothers and sisters, now that we know that the, revela- the coming of the Lord is very near, when we talk about the signs of his coming, in fact, the rapture or translation is one of the imminent signs of Christ's soon return. Because when it happens, all that thing will fall into, quick, into place. The Antichrist will, will come up and he will deceive everybody and he will set up an image. Anybody will not worship the image, you know, or take the mark of the beast will be killed. That's what will happen, not spiritually. And don't also confuse the rapture of translation with the translation that we have already experienced spiritually. Because in the book of Ephesians, we are told that we have been translated and are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's in a different context entirely. It's spiritual. As you are here now, you are translated already, you are positioned above principalities and powers, having dominion over all these wicked forces of the enemy. Amen. That's what that one means. Don't confuse it with the rapture. The rapture is a real event that will soon take place, and when it takes place, you know, if you are ready, you go. You'll be among the white virgins. I also want to let you know that in Revelation chapter 14, there are those people that are called the first fruits. The first fruits. One wonders when all the virgins slept. Then there was a cry made at midnight. You say, oh, awake from slumber. Behold, the bridegroom coming. That voice represents some set of people. Amen. Amen. They were not asleep. The others slept. It's when this voice came up that they now awoke and trimmed their lamps. And some found that they still had oil. And some said, I don't have oil anymore. Give us of your oil. This is the time to get the oil now. Not at that time. Amen. So, if you read Revelation chapter 14, verse 1 to 3, you see the first fruits. First fruits are usually those fruits that mature before the general harvest. If you have a mango tree and it produces fruit, Watch out. There are always very few ones that mature before the general one come. And those ones are very precious. And if you have to, to buy them, they are very, very expensive. But when the general harvest comes, you see many others, immature fruits, they now mature. So there is the first fruits unto God. These ones, they had no guide. They walked with the Lord Jesus Christ, whithersoever he went. Praise the Lord. By the grace of God, I want to be among that group. Amen. I don't know about you. But remember, that group has a responsibility. They don't just keep quiet. But they warn the people about the coming of the Lord. Amen. There are some Christians who don't believe in the imminent return of Jesus Christ. They believe we come by and by, maybe after 1,000 years, something like that, you know. But Jesus is coming very soon. And in my time, in this generation, that saw the fig tree restored. Israel coming back as a nation. That generation which we are, we shall see Jesus face to face. Amen. In Revelation chapter 7, we see we, we are reading a lot of scripture because it's a teaching message. We also see another group of 144,000. Revelation chapter 7, verse 4. And I heard the number of them which were sealed. You will see 144,000 of the tribes of the children of Israel. 
Then enumerates of the tribe of Judah were seed twelve thousand, of the tribe of Reuben were seed twelve thousand, of the tribe of Asher twelve thousand. Twelve times twelve, one forty-four, one forty-four thousand Jews will be seed during the great tribulation. The two witnesses will have that singular job to draw their attention to the true and living God and not to take the mark of the beast. That's a second group of 144,000. Don't confuse it with the first fruits. First fruits, 144,000. Then, those who be saved among the Jews, represented by this same number, 144,000. But in Revelation 7, verse, verse 13, we see something there. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of Jesus. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Verse 16. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun lighten on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of water. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Praise the Lord. Please take note there. This is not describing the bright, but describing the great, the tribulation sense. Is very well described there. These, these are the which came out of the of great tribulation, which have washed their hands. Meaning that the tribulation sense, they are sense of God anyhow. Whether they made it in the rapture at that time, whether they have to pay with their blood, and they remain faithful unto God, they are still sense of God and they shall reign with Christ. But the bride, the first flight, those who partook in the first flight, they're going to have a special position. I think you know all Christians, we're not going to have the same reward in heaven. Never. If you think so, no. You may make it to heaven, my prayer, but our rewards will be different. It depends on how faithful you have been in what God has called you to do. Therefore, if God has given you a talent, has given you a gift, has given you a ministry, be faithful. God wants us to be faithful. If you are faithful in the little thing, would you think God has given you now little? Believe to it. God will give you greater responsibility. Amen. So there's going to be reward. Revelation 22, verse 12 says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. Before we round up, what shall we now do? Knowing that the coming of the Lord is very, very near. We see so much evil around. The Bible says, In the midst of all this, we should shine forth as light. Philippians chapter 2 verse 15 tells us that we should shine as light in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation such as this. There's so much evil. Like you already know, we shall not be partakers with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Come out from among them and be separate unto the Lord. And then when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, you will not be left behind in Jesus' name. Please take it very serious. Rapture is real. Translation is real. It's just like when Jesus Christ, they were prophesying about the first coming of Jesus Christ. He came. 
in due time, at the appointed time. He's coming again, but before the second advent, there's going to be a secret rapture because he's likened to a thief. He's coming as a thief in the night. Many people will be caught on our ways when the rapture takes place. But the let of God will be given signs to know and to study. Like the children of Issachar, we should know and have understanding of the times we are living in. That our redemption is drawing now. When the rapture takes place, that's the that's put final full stop to our redemption. Amen. Because it's like some people are on probation right now. You are saved quite all right. But if you don't hold on to God's unchanging hand, may fall away. That's what should take you to ourselves. He that thinketh he standeth, let him take it, lest he falls. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 3, we are told if we have this hope of making the rapture, if we have this hope, then we should do what? Let's read it. Not, I don't want to use my word because it's a teaching session and you need to just get this thing directly from the word of God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 3. And every man that had this hope, this hope of rapture, translation, of seeing Jesus, purified himself even as he is pure. How can a man cleanse his ways? By taking he thereunto unto the word of God. Psalm 119, verse 9 and verse 11. So the Bible is giving us that responsibility to keep ourselves pure. I say, oh, pray, God, keep me pure. That is, keep yourself pure. So you have a responsibility. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you can keep yourself pure. Amen. But don't assume God has done it or God will do it for me. You, you are the one to keep yourself pure so that you will not be caught on our ways and then get muddled with the system of the world. Amen. And then also, we are to refrain from being lukewarm. If you are lukewarm, that is you are not hot for Jesus and you are not cold either. We are told in Revelation 3, 15 to 16, that God is not happy with the lukewarm. He would rather spew them out of his mouth. I don't want God to spew me out. So it's a choice for you to be lukewarm or remain lukewarm or be zealous and fervent in the spirit. We are encouraged to be aglow in the spirit, to be fervent in the spirit. Revelation 12, Romans 12, verse 11. Be aglow in the spirit so that the spirit of lukewarmness will not take over your life. Amen. Amen. Then also, be expectant of Jesus' return. How can you say you are expecting the rapture or translation? And you don't believe it's coming. Of course you have to believe. Then you make yourself ready. Because we are told the bride maker herself ready. The bride making herself ready. If somebody is to be a bride and you're getting married soon, you are the one to make yourself ready for the bridegroom. Nobody else will do that for you. So your responsibility to keep yourself pure and make yourself ready, as we find also in Revelation 19, verse, verse 7. The bride making herself ready. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, we are told that Jesus Christ is coming for those who are looking forward to his return. If you are not expectant, forget about rapture or translation. If you are not expectant of his soon return. But he's certainly coming to appear the second time to those 
No, who will be expecting him? When Apostle Paul was saying that, oh, I have finished the cause, I have fought the good fight of faith. And now it's left for me a crown of glory. Not only for me, but for them all that have kept themselves pure. In, in other words, the Lord will reward us. Amen. And who also look forward to his coming. They are expectant of his coming. Are you expectant of his coming? There are some Christians who are not expecting Jesus Christ to come soon. They don't want it to come soon because they are already in their world. They, they, this, they, in fact, this is heaven. When they are enjoying plenty, they say, oh, this is heaven. They not say, oh, those who are enjoying now, they are, oh, they are in heaven, more or less. So why do we need to change? But we know that I have not seen, nor ear heard, those things, wonderful things that God has prepared for us. Greater glory than you can see in this world. Solomon concluded everything. He had wealth, he had money, he had wisdom. At the end of it all, he said that we should fear God and trust him and love him. That's my same appeal to you, brothers and sisters, that we should fear God and obey his word and live a holy and cleansed life. Be ye holy, for I, the Lord your God, I am holy. Watch and pray so that you'll be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall happen during the great tribulation. Amen. We want to sing a song before we say the general prayer. This song is when Jesus comes to reward his servants, what will you be doing? I have only believe here is number 236. But I'm sure they put it up there too. When Jesus comes to reward his servants. When Jesus comes to reward his servant, whether he be known or not, faithful to him will he find us watching with a lance of trim and bright. Oh, can we say we are ready? Ready for the so bright home. See, will it find you are misty watching, waiting, waiting when the Lord shall come. If at the dawn of the early morning, he shall call us one by one. When to the Lord we restore our talents, will he answer thee well done? Oh, can we say we are ready, brother? Ready for the soul's bright home. See, we live fine. You are misty watching, waiting, waiting when the Lord shall come. Please let us bow down our head.
If you are here, you have not given your life to Christ, you are not born again, please, that's the first thing you need to do. Sincerely ask Jesus to come into your heart. He will do so and become your Lord and Master. But I know a majority of us, if not everybody, we are Christians and we are waiting for the coming of the Lord. The sad truth in this teaching today is that not every Christian will go in the translation. Some will be left behind. Some pastors will be left behind. Some apostles will be left behind. Some bishops will be left behind. Church members ordinarily will be left behind. This is very, very true. It's an unconditional prophecy and it will happen exactly as the Bible has said it. Therefore, let us humble ourselves and ask God, please, if there's anything that can prevent me from being rapturable, help me to do about it now before it is too late. Just talk to God, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The grace to be ready, O Lord. And when the trumpet shall sound, I will not be left behind. Heavenly Father, I present to you my brothers and sisters. Lord, they have heard your counsel concerning the rapture translation, and that there is need for us to be ready. He that had this hope, he purified himself, whom as he is pure. Help us, O God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to cleanse ourselves of every impurities. To get rid of everything, O oh Lord, that can serve, O oh Lord, as a blockade to the rapture. We want to be raptured. We want to be rapture ready. Help every one of us. Is this sin? Is this some kind of heavy weight, some kind of overload that we are carrying? Is this some kind of sin, some kind of behavior that is not godly? Help us to get rid of it at this time, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I said, whatever we ask of you, you do it for us. We are asking for the grace to be rapture ready. So that when the rapture sound, when the trumpet sound, I will not be left behind. Particularly myself, oh God, I pray that I will be ready. I don't want to tell others about Jesus and then be a castaway at the end. Lord, neither my fellow brothers and pastors, Lord, we don't want them to be left behind. Give us grace, O oh Lord, to what circumspecting. Lord, and to be rapture ready in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for our children. They've heard these words. We ask, Lord, give them grace to internalize these same words and to look forward to your coming, O God, in Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.
Hallelujah. The Lord is coming back again. And we need to prepare ourselves. How do we prepare ourselves? Is we need to keep the fire burning. The lamp shall never be put out. Amen. How do you keep the lamp burning? Come to the prayer meetings. Attend Bible study. Come to services. Do witnessing to keep the joy of salvation alive in your soul. Witness for the Lord. Win souls. The Bible says they that witness souls are wise. And the wise shall shine. The wise are going to be superstars in the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We'll take one more song. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. 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 Amen.